0: Hi, Girly pops. It's Mackenzie and Skyla, and welcome back to She, she Said It.
1: I think we start with why the hell we missed a week. Okay, yeah. Um... I think Skylar should tell the story. Okay, so... Last week, we were planning on doing a tipsy episode. Yes.
0: Which we still want to, because that'll be really fun.
1: Yes, definitely. Um... We were going to do a tipsy episode. to be like, play a fun game. It was going to be super fun. Yeah. Tell silly stories. Yeah. Um, so, you know, 11 a.m. hits and we're just at the Country Club bar. Just rum punch, rum <laughs> punch, rum <laughs>
0: punch. Well, and we were dressed in matching outfits because we decided to take, do a photo shoot there oh, yeah. for like the rebrand of the podcast because mm-hmm. we officially have an actual photo of us. Yeah.
1: So here we are, like 11 a.m. at the country club in matching outfits, <laughs> just drunk off our ass. And we're having the bartender take photos of us <laughs> with like a
0: nice Canon camera. So it's flashing with us and our drinks. And he's like, he was awesome. Oh, he was he's like, like oh, moving around, that. different angles of the
1: bar. And he's like, OK, how is this looking? Mm-hmm. He was really cool. He was really cool. But he poured heavy. He, oh, my God.
0: <laughs> he poured, yeah. like, over three-fourths of the cup with Malibu, and they were tall glasses. Yeah,
1: it was a – I can't even, like, really think about it because it, like, really grosses me out. So
0: – and I, Okay, so did you eat that day?
1: No, we just had what we ate at the club. You didn't eat
0: either? I thought you had at least had something. Oh, no,
1: I had the egg. I had an egg. Okay, so
0: I had not eaten anything – And we decided to split cauliflower tacos, Mm -hmm. which were delicious, but it was not enough food for the amount of alcohol we were drinking. And of course, I'm like, oh, like, this is good. This is good. And Skylar goes, I just, I don't think we should eat a lot because then we'll lose, like,
1: the buzz. The buzz.
0: And I'm like, okay, let's just split something. And I'm like, bad idea. It
1: would have been fine if we didn't get that last drink, in my mind. The to-go I've, one or the one before the to-go? The one bu- before the to-go. Okay, I agree. I was like, the so, to-go wouldn't have changed
0: anything. No,
1: no, no, no. So, uh, sitting at the bar, I think we each had four, four, and then we also each took one to-go. But we
0: also had a drink before that. So, when we were taking yeah. photos, we decided to have a pre-game. So, I had a, an espresso martini. Pre- And I just had a mojito. So while we were taking photos, we were already drinking. Then we went and sat at the bar and had four rum punches each. And then we (laughs) took one to-go each. Because I was like, oh, we can sip this while we film. We were long gone.
1: So I was like, okay. I was definitely like tipsy for sure and
0: I kept telling you at the bar I go Skyla I'm drunk and you're like you're fine you're fine and I was I'm like, like
1: I was like you're fine you have no idea Skyla. no I know I know I know so yeah we're just like being obnoxious at the bar basically yeah and then we decided it's time to go and we made the valet boy take photos of us yeah. <laughs> outside so there's three guys who work at the valet at my country club, and they're all
0: like super cool, but there's one who's like young, I think he's only 20, he might be 21, but I think he's only 20, he's really tall, has a porn stash. Yeah, he's a cutie. I just handed my phone. I, good thing I didn't give him the Canon camera because that would have been even more obnoxious. I just handed him the phone. I don't even remember this until after the fact when I looked through my camera roll and found those photos. And I was like, "Oh my God, we did this!" So I was like, "Will you take photos of us?" And he was like, "I don't even remember what he said."
1: Oh, I do. He he was just like, "Uh, yeah, sure." <laughs> I was like, "Okay." He's
0: probably he's just like everyone there. I think is so used to like just older people.
1: Yeah, he did seem like. Uh... I don't know if like sheltered is the word. He just was very quiet.
0: Yeah, I think he was like kinda of skeptical. But like, he was this also, doesn't happen.
1: He was down for it. He yeah. was like he was totally down. And we made him take photos of us kissing yeah. outside of the
0: country. And <laughs> I didn't
1: when I saw those
0: photos, I was like, Oh my god, I forgot that we had him take these photos of us. And then I saw a picture of us kissing and I was like, Oh my god, I can never show face again here. I can never show face again.
1: Oh <sighs> yeah. So then we come home, and I, like, get everything set up. I pull the tripod out, get, like, ready to film. I get the microphones ready. And Mackenzie, she's like, I just need to go to the bathroom really quick. And I'm like, okay. So I'm getting all set up. I get us water bottles. Mm -hmm. Like, I put our to-go drinks, you know, like, on our little setup. And then I'm, like, sitting here kind of, like, twiddling my thumbs, (laughs) waiting on Mackenzie, I'm, it's kind of been a while, so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go check on her. I'm not really sure what's going on. Her bathroom has like automatic lights, and it had been so long that she was in there. So when I walked past the bathroom, the like the lights weren't on, and I was like, oh, I like, oh, maybe she like left and like went in a different room, or like I wasn't really sure. I'm like, I'm just gonna check. So I like opened the bathroom door. <laughs> And before the lights can register that somebody, there's, like, motion, I just see her laying on the bathroom floor. <laughs> and immediately, I'm like, God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't even know. I was like, are you okay? Like,
0: I-, I was like, I'm fine. I just need to rest. Yeah, you're I like, I rest. just need to rest.
1: i like, okay. So I came back out. I, like, got your water bottle for you. You got
0: me, like, a wet washcloth. I got her a
1: cold washcloth at the back of her neck. And I was like, she just needs a minute. Yeah. I was like, it's fine. So I go back in there, and I'm like, I put the – I make her sit up, and I put the washcloth around the back of her neck, and I give her her water. And then she immediately starts yelling at me to get out of the bathroom. Well, and you put – so you also wanted to record me. I did. <laughs> well, because I thought it was, like, a silly little moment where I was going to record, like – Me giving you the water bottle and the washcloth and it would be like a cute little moment. But then as I'm doing that, I had my phone set up on the vanity in the bathroom. And I'm like doing all this for her. And then she just goes, Skyla, I'm gonna puke. You have to get out of here. And so panicked because I can't handle the puke. I leave my phone in the bathroom while she's puking. Recording. Recording. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so that I'm stuck out here, no phone, no way to, like, distract myself from what's happening. Mm-hmm. So I just, like, pulled out my iPad and was just, like, on TikTok on my iPad. And then eventually I was, like, the lights were off in the yeah. bathroom again. So. Well, because I did my business.
0: Mm-hmm. I was
1: fine until Skyline made me sit
0: up. And, like, the motion of me sitting up, I was like, oh, God.
1: It would have happened
0: anyways Yeah, so then though. when I was done, I just... Literally, I, one, I did one minute. It was quick. I, like, got everything out that I needed to get out, and then I just... I plopped back down on the floor. The lights eventually turned off again, and I was just, like, in darkness. Yeah. And I was like, there's nothing... I can't... I'm not going to get up. Like, yeah. I'm not.
1: So then at this point, I'm like, okay, we're not recording. No. So I had to text Blake from my iPad, like, hey, will you come pick me up? Because he was already planning on, like, picking me up. So he is, like, on his way, and then when I realized that the lights are dark in there, I go in there and, like, get my phone and immediately delete the video that was recording the whole time you were puking.
0: You couldn't even watch it. Because I, like, could
1: not watch it.
0: And Blake took a photo of me on the floor. Yeah. I didn't realize how much time had passed. And then all of a sudden like I could hear Blake and I think the only thing in my mind was like oh my god show him Frankie show him Frankie because he hasn't seen my puppy since he was super small. Yeah. And so I was like oh I want him to like make sure he sees Frankie but I like did not move a muscle. And then you said like bye love you text me when you're awake and I was like bye didn't even know that he had snapped a photo. Yep. And then I think I proceeded to lay there i don't know how much longer maybe another like hour (laughs) maybe a little more and then i got up facetimed you really quick yeah and then i went to bed it was 7 (laughs) p.m and i went to bed for the night like didn't wash my makeup off nothing and i had slept for like 12 hours
1: i was exhausted after that yeah like that night blake had picked me up and i was fine i definitely like didn't need to drink that much so mm-hmm. I was like oh kind of feeling kind of poopy we ordered wing stop and then I just went to bed at like eight yeah because I was so tired um but yeah we definitely did not get an episode I know <laughs> We've learned we, our do our do we learned again. our lesson all over lesson though
0: like we I think that we shouldn't drink rum punch I think we should get <laughs> like margaritas or something because those are smaller they don't put them in as big of a glass. I feel like the country club always overpours the drinks. Always. Yeah. Which is not necessarily a bad thing. But I think we just yeah. need to drink like two drinks. Yeah. Eat, both eat a meal. And then we can like take one to go to sip while we're here. Yeah. Like just half it. And see how that goes. But we need to... I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready We either. already have our next like two, three episodes planned. Yeah. I'm not so ready. So probably next month we'll do a tipsy episode. I need a break from drinking. Yeah. So, also, I don't know, like, what stars aligned for me, (laughs) but basically, my family friend came to the club to take pictures of us, Mm -hmm. because we were trying to do it on self-timer, and then it just was, like, way too hard, so she came stopped by really quick and took some photos and then she was like hey do you want to babysit tonight which they she lives right next door to me and I've known them for 10 years so I've known both her kids since like before they were born so I'm like super close with the kids and I was like yeah but I might be a little tipsy and she was like oh like it'll be fine like I don't really mind I just she, they're going out of town for like a whole week so she was like I just want help while I like get everything packed and ready and stuff she's like so it's just like really chill and I was like yeah I can come like maybe around six and she was like okay And then, I didn't even think about this because I was too busy just, like, wanting to just sleep and stuff, but I was, like, forgot that I had agreed to babysit, and Mm -hmm. I was on the bathroom floor.
1: Yeah. And while Mackenzie's on the bathroom floor, I... Her phone was out, like, with me, and so I checked her phone because I was like, okay, it's, like, an hour before she said that she was going to babysit. I wonder if, like, she had texted you or anything. And I checked Mackenzie's phone, and by the grace of God, she had texted Mackenzie saying... Like, we don't need you tonight. She said Her she had to take her husband <laughs> to
0: the hospital to get his appendix removed. <laughs> like, what and are I the was odds? Like, what are the odds? She was like, don't worry. Grammy is coming over right now to watch the kids. I have to take him to the hospital. He has to get his appendix out.
1: Yeah. And so when I saw that, I was like, okay, I'm not even going to, like, bother Mackenzie waking her up. Like, I didn't even tell you. Yeah. Because I was just like, it's fine. But as soon as I saw that text, I was like, okay we're good thank goodness I yeah well
0: and thank god that she just was like I'm just gonna get Grammy to come here and do it instead of asking me like can you come right now yeah thank god she was just like I'm gonna cover my bases and go yeah yeah or else I would have been
1: screwed (laughs) like she wouldn't Uh, like it would have been fine but it just would have been miserable yeah yeah no it was definitely an odd day
0: it's a memory. It is a memory. And, and we got such good photos. Like we did. We are obsessed.
1: We are. We are obsessed. So it's worth it. Yeah. In the end. And I think we're gonna officially announce our podcast on our Instagram. On our like personal mm-hmm. Instagrams. Which Mackenzie knows. I'm like so nervous about. Yeah. Just because people are mean. People are mean. People are really
0: mean. I'm not, I'm not as worried just because, like, now that I live in Colorado, every single person that I'm friends with here in Colorado are just, like, really good people, and they're super Mm -hmm. supportive, so I just am lucky that I have, like, I feel like more, like, adult friends where Mm -hmm. I live, so none of them are gonna, like, be haters. I think maybe people from high school, or I don't know, that's... Well, and that's why I'm nervous. That's where because... you get more of the haters. But since I don't live where I went to high school anymore, it's like I... Yeah. To me, I'm like, it's not like I'm going to run into anybody in the grocery store who's going to be mean to me or anything.
1: Yeah. But I grew mean, I, I up here. I grew up here. So I just am nervous that people are going to be mean or like... But honestly, but like, any publicity is, is good. good publicity. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, give me a listen out of hate. Well, but also... Like, it's fine. If we... like. If we want this podcast to actually become, like, a thing and be successful Uh
0: and stuff, like, everyone is going to find out anyway. Yeah.
1: No, it's fine. I just need to not stress about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I think we're going to do that today. We are. Because
0: I think it's, like, the official kind of, like, relaunch of the new
1: So if you go see it, give it a like, give it a share, show a friend. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. There's a little update. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we also both
0: finished the book that we were reading, Malibu Rising. So that's the second book we've read so
1: far in our little book club. Yeah. What did you rate out of ten? I wanna hear out of ten? I thought we were doing out of five. Oh, what did we do last we did it five. Okay. Okay. So What did you rate out of five? I'm gonna say four point two. You are such a high rater. I am you are. I was gonna give it a solid three. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll give it a four. Yeah, I liked it. I like three is. I feel like a three out of five stars to me means like good book. Wouldn't read again. Probably won't ever think about it. Okay, again. I need to. Okay, I'm gonna change mine to a
0: three because I think I associate like anything under a four as like bad.
1: I think three is a good middle ground. Okay, like three then, is good. Okay. Won't read again. Probably won't ever think about it again. Okay, but then yeah, I will give it, it. I will give it a three. I'll give it a good three. One thing Mackenzie and I talked about while we were both reading the book was the book was so detailed. Yes. Where like in the beginning it was like oh I love all this detail, but then like after a couple chapters I was like oh my god it's
0: it was a lot it was it was so Insane detailed to the point detail. it was like. I walked outside. It was exactly, like, 60 degrees. I could hear the crystalline of the leaves and the wind in my ears.
1: But every single like, sentence every like single
0: I, Like, every single thing. And at the beginning, I did like it because it it painted a good picture. Like, yeah. you could actually visualize what was happening. Yeah. But, at, like, at one point, you're just like, I want to start – I, like – this
1: is, like, too much info. Like I want to... Well, sometimes for me, it's, like, when it feels like it's too much, it's, like, it doesn't give me room to kind of use my own imagination. That is true. It's it's just painting it out for me. I do like using my own
0: imagination, for sure.
1: Like, it's painting the whole picture, whereas other books, it paints parts, and then you can kind of... Morph it into your own reality. Yeah. Sort of thing. I agree. Yeah. The story itself, though, I really enjoyed.
0: I think even though...
1: I don't know if the book's supposed to be sad or not. (laughs) I just had a feeling of like, at the end...
0: I knew that was going to happen. I
1: predicted it. Did you? Yeah, I had a
0: feeling that the the house was going to burn down. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Because they... they, This is spoilers if you haven't read it, but I feel like for a long part... I mean, the the party was hyped up, but the house itself had, like, a symbolism in the book where it's, like, this, I didn't even want this house. Yeah. This house, like, is just materialistic. Yeah. And, like, her ex-husband was the one who bought it for them and wanted the luxury, and so for her, she was living in it without him, and she was, like, I don't feel like this is my home. Yeah. So, like, the way that she had described it like that, and I feel like she kept bringing it up, that's, like, it doesn't feel like home. And then once the party was like getting rowdy and stuff, I was like, "It's gonna burn down."
1: Yeah. Well, I, I didn't really feel like a sense of sadness. I think like the feeling that I felt while reading the book, like at the end, I just felt like it was just like a full circle moment. Okay. Yeah. It was a very mm-hmm. f- kind of full circle book where it's like, I thought you it was leave yeah you leave as satisfied as you felt when you started it mm-hmm. it was just very like a well-rounded there were there, I mean like it, there's
0: there are a bunch
1: of sad elements to it but nothing like but
0: I did think that even though it like had a sad tone sometimes yeah it was still I think a wholesome book but yeah solid three out of five so yeah three I don't think that there was anything in it that I was like Oh my god, or no. you know, anything that I was like, I have to tell somebody to read this. No, me either. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh, that was like it was good. That was a good read. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: next, what's the book called a reading next? Does it hurt? I can never remember that title. <laughs> it's called Does It Hurt by H. D. Carlton. Mm-hmm. And I'm really me excited. Too. Me too. I'm reading a book by her right now. Um, it's called Haunting, Adeline and it is like the best book I've ever read and I like do not take that lightly at Mm -hmm. all it is my favorite book and I'm about halfway through it right now it is so good it is so good you've just told me little things that are just crazy it is so good but there's lots of trigger warnings with the book so definitely like if you're thinking about reading it there's, like, a whole trigger warning in the beginning of the book, and then also, like, online if you look it up. Just make sure you read the trigger warnings before you, like, go and read it.
0: Yeah, I told Skyla that I probably wasn't going to read it.
1: It's, like, really intense, and it, there's a lot of, like, really triggering subjects in it. But that being said, it is such a good book. Mm-hmm. So, The Does It Hurt by the same author, I'm, like, really excited.
0: I am, too. I'm excited to do something more darker.
1: hmm It's a little bit I haven't read. Genre. I haven't
0: read... Well, I guess I have – I mean, I've read a few dark books, but I'm, like, super into the Knockemout mount series right now by Lucy Score. There's three books, and I'm on the third one, and they're thick. They're, like, 500, 600 pages each, and so I'm almost done with the series, which is, like, so wholesome and small-town love romance. Like, it makes – you want to move to a small town legitimate mm-hmm. like have you ever watched the show heart of dixie Mm-mm. that is like my comfort show it's one of my top favorite tv shows and it's like this doctor from new york moves to the small town in alabama to become a small town doctor mm-hmm. and oh it's just so, so those wholesome. books give you that vibe yes okay um so i mean i'm loving this is probably my favorite series i've ever read ever but it's very wholesome but it's super wholesome i mean there are some like it's wholesome and there's love and conflict and stuff but there's also thrill I don't want to like say too much because I want you to read it I do want to read it but there are parts that are like more than just a small town that it's hard to explain but it's so good but I'm
1: I do am excited to read something like I think does it hurt is gonna be like really really freaking good yeah. I'm really excited I'm really excited
0: okay the topic we want to talk about today is anxiety
1: mm-hmm. which is like a huge topic but I feel like we really want to like hone into our personal experiences and then kind of like personally what helps us cope with mm-hmm. anxiety so yeah
0: I'll go first. Okay.
1: Um, I feel
0: like anxiety is one of my personality traits. Mm. Do you agree? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have struggled with anxiety literally since like my first memory as a kid. I can just remember instances where like being the center of attention freaked me out. So like this one memory, I had a birthday party. This was when I, like, still lived in Michigan. I had a birthday party, and it was spa. We, like, went to a spa, and they, like, did facials. They did our nails and stuff. And That's cute. We all had shown up there, and then they're like, okay, birthday girl, like, you go into the room first. And I was like, no. No, 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 no. I cannot be, like, the only person going into this room by myself. I was like, I can't be the first one. And so I had my, like, my, my, one of my best friends at the time go in for me. And they all thought that she was a birthday girl, so they're all telling her happy birthday. And I was sitting there, and I was like, aw, like, my moment is gone. But I was like, but I'm not going to go in there and be like, no, it's my birthday. I just, like, little things like that. I just remember, like, I always was worried about something. Mm -hmm. Like, I always had worry. Mm -hmm. So, let's see. I think high school was when my anxiety got really, really bad. I moved to a new school when I was 16. Mm-hmm. So my sophomore year of high school, I moved to from California to Texas. And I just, like, was so anxious. Also, the people in Texas, like, the school that I specifically went to were so mean. Mm-hmm. And I know that, that it doesn't seem like people in Texas would be, like, mean girl vibes, I feel like. But this one school that I went to, it was new. Like, it had just opened. And, like, my neighbor invited me over to her house, like, the day before. And she was like, hey, like, we, we saw that you, like, moved in. And her and her friend were there. And they pulled out the yearbook. And they were showing me everyone in our grade. And it was like, oh, this person's cool. This person's not cool. Like, giving me the lowdown on the school. And then they're like, oh, come sit with us at lunch tomorrow. Like, we'll, mm-hmm. you know, introduce you to everyone. And I was like, sweet. And they also were telling me, they would show me, like, groups of girls and be like, okay, this is a clique and this is their name. So, like, every group of girls was, like, had a specific name to their clique. Oh, God. And they were like, they don't like people joining. Like, it's super, like, exclusive. And I was like, what is this? We're in Texas, people. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. So, I had gone to school the next day and petrified absolutely petrified not did not know a single soul and i remember like i had finally made it like halfway through the day and the my neighbor was in one of my classes and it was like right before lunch and she ignored me pretended that she did not know me and i was like great what what am i gonna do i don't even know where the lunch room is i was like this is so bad I was the kid... I ate lunch in the bathroom Mm -hmm. every day my sophomore year of high school.
1: Yeah.
0: Actually, every other day because I did have one friend who also was a new student, and her and I would eat lunch together in the library, but it was like a block schedule, so we had different classes every other day. So every other day, I would sit in the bathroom. And I didn't mind it, actually, because I would just watch YouTube videos because YouTube was like the thing in 2016. Uh So I would just get excited to watch YouTube videos and like, I didn't really care, but I just like, that's what really like hindered in my anxiety was like, yeah, I do not belong in the world. I was Mm -hmm. like, this is just scary. People are scary. I just, that's when I learned to worry about everything. Yeah. You know, did the door open? Oh. And then, so high school, I ended up moving back to California after that one year because it was so bad for me that my parents were like, we, we're we going to bring you back to California because you, like they were, they were going to put me in a private school. But then I was like, I don't want to go to a private school. So my mom and I had moved back to California for the rest of my high school. and My dad stayed in Texas just so I could like have a better experience. But I think... Even though things were better for me and I was friends with all of my friends again in high school, I still carried a lot of this, like, anxiety that I had developed. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, what do I do with this now? Mm -hmm. Like, I just – I would have to – the thing about me is, like, this anxiety, I felt like I had to have all the information possible. So, like, before I would go to a class, I would find someone who had that class and be like, what did you do today? Like, I need to know before I go in because if I go in unprepared, like – I'm not gonna know what to do like I just needed to know all the information I just worried about every little thing Mm -hmm. so every single day was like my mind was always racing like anticipating the next thing and I would never like live in the moment I would always be like what's gonna happen next what's gonna happen next like is there gonna be something that happens in my next class that like I wasn't prepared for that's unexpected like I just was a mess (laughs) and that's when I went to therapy for the first time when I was 17 and I didn't want to go, but my mom really wanted me to go. And I absolutely hated it. I I just felt like my therapist, like... The things that she wanted me to do for, like, coping skills was, like, make a triangle on a piece of paper. And I'm like, this is not practical. This, like, anxiety isn't gonna be shushed by me, like, drawing figures and figuring out, like, things like that. I was like, this is not yeah. practical at all. Mm-hmm. And then she would tell me, like you have to redirect your thoughts, and she's like, once you do it, like, a couple hundred thousand times, then it actually works, and I was like, what? She's like, yeah, it worked, like, it works for people, but you have to, like, repeat these things in your head every single day, and I'm like, this is not practical. Mm -mm. This is, like, I'm gonna get discouraged after two days. I'm like, Mm -hmm. this is not working for me, and then she... She did mention medication and my parents, because I was 17 at the time, my parents were like, no, like, we just don't feel comfortable with you, like, needing something. So then I stopped seeing her shortly after that and I just thought that I was, like, a lost cause. I was like, I'm just gonna, like, always be this way and I'm just, like, gonna have to figure out what to do because yeah. I was like, my, I can't go on medication coping mechanisms that apparently that I thought were the only coping mechanisms I was like these are shit like these are not practical at all so I was just like maybe it's just high school maybe it's like once I graduate and I'm like maybe like in a couple years like it'll just like slowly go away so I was always just waiting and waiting to graduate and be done because I just thought like once I was more of an adult more independent that like those little things like going to class every day and figuring out what's going to come next like wouldn't matter as much And then when I went to college and it like went away, it was so weird. I went to college and I think I just felt more comfortable. I think California, even though like I had friends there, I feel like they weren't the most genuine people. Mm. And when I moved to Colorado, I felt like, wow, these are like, really genuine people and so I felt way more comfortable and I felt and I started to thrive and I just felt like people like wanted to be my friend and like you know were so nice and I was like this is what it's like this is why I don't have anxiety Mm -hmm. and then I got into my relationship my senior year of uh, college and that's when my anxiety took a turn for the absolute worst Mm -hmm. it has ever taken in my entire life. And I would, like, wake up anxious, go to bed anxious. Like, I did not get a break throughout the day. Nothing, 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 nothing would help me. And, like, I would stop eating because I feel my anxiety in my stomach mostly. Yeah. Like, and I, I mean, like, my thoughts will race. And, like, sometimes I'll, like, shake a little bit. Like, I can feel it in my body. But mostly it's in my stomach. So because of that, I would, like, I just stopped eating. And so I would... I just feel like I felt I like fell into this dark hole of anxiety and I like couldn't bring myself back out of it cuz it had never been that bad in my entire life and I was like I don't know what's going to happen. Like I don't know how to pull myself out of this. Like it is so bad like I don't even get 1 minute of peace. Like I'll I would I would have to go to bed like up. Like if I had laid down on my back I would feel like I was, I would get nauseous from the anxiety that I'd have to sit up and then kind of like lean on a big pillow to Mm -hmm. fall asleep because that was when my anxiety wouldn't be as like nauseating. Mm -hmm. It was that bad. And so I had actually talked to Skyla about it and she was like, let me text my old therapist Mm -hmm. and like, she is awesome. I'll have you talk to her. And I was like, you know, I tried therapy once and it was not for me, but anything at this point is better than what I'm experiencing right now. And I also do, I was a psychology major also. So I did know that like therapy is really good and really helpful. It's just like, you're not always going to like the first one you go to, like people shop therapists and that's fine. So I had gone to Skyla's therapist And I felt like that was, like, my first step towards, like, helping myself come out of this really bad hole that I was in. And talking it out with, like, a third-party person was really helpful for me just because they're not supposed to have bias or have emotions in it like your friends and family do. Mm -hmm. And so it helped me a lot to, like, get it off my chest without feeling feeling like I had to leave things out because then then I'd be judged Mm -hmm. so that helped me a lot reading helped me a lot too Mm -hmm. for me like I get so in my head and so in my thoughts that I needed some I needed to like go into a different universe so like reading for me I would sit outside like I would try to like make all my surroundings just kind of calm I would sit outside on my porch and I would read a book and for like the time that I would read it would be I would like start to slowly forget about things Mm -hmm. because you're kind of like transporting yourself into another world and then I would also sit outside and I would journal just because I felt like journaling helped me release some of the anxiety that I was feeling like it none of this stuff makes it go away like Anxiety is one of the things I feel like is the hardest thing you can make go away. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And so... But it would it's just like the littlest things that would help just for like 10 minutes. To mm. not feel like I want to burst into tears every single second. So I did a lot of reading. I did a lot of journaling. I like... I turned my phone off. I started turning my phone off a lot. Because I would find myself checking it every two seconds. Like I would... Like I said, I, I would always want to anticipate something happening, and so I would check it, and then I'd be disappointed when, like, what I wanted on my phone wasn't there, so then finally I, like, muted, like, all of my notifications, and then I put it on do not disturb, and I had, like, said it, you could, you can categorize it to where, like, I'd get notifications from my mom and my dad just for an emergency, and then everything else Would just go and do not disturb, and I would make sure that when I would go to work, like I'd keep it in my locker sometimes and not bring it out on the floor with me, because then I would like not have a reason to get it. I would have to go all the way into the back and go all the way in the locker to grab it. So like distancing myself from one of the sources of anxiety definitely helped me. Like I said, none of this like made it go away, but it at least helped me get through the day better than I was getting through the day before. And then the biggest thing that helped me was finally getting on medication. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I've been on Zoloft for like a year and a half now. It's also called sertraline. And that like completely changed my life. Yeah. Completely changed my life. And what's hard is like I don't want to like I don't necessarily want to just like push pills on people. But as someone who has struggled with anxiety for literally my entire life, and I have struggled with it to the point where it has like debilitated me completely and like has ruined parts of my life, Mm -hmm. there was nothing that was helping. There was little things that I could do to distract it. There was little things that I could do to occupy my mind in the meantime, but it I always felt it there, Mm -hmm. just like kind of like a little devil on your shoulder that wouldn't Mm -hmm. go away. And so, getting on medication was game changer for me. Like, completely game changer. I started eating more. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't necessarily... The thing that helped me is, like, it doesn't necessarily make the thoughts of anxiety go away. But it made the physical aspects of anxiety go away. To where I felt strong enough to, like, tackle the problems that I was going through. Yeah. So, if the feelings in my stomach were gone then I could eat. And if I ate, then I wasn't gonna be tired. And if I wasn't tired, then I could you know, be more productive. And if I had these negative thoughts, it was easier to redirect them and, and it got easier to distract them. And then it got easier to just like not think about it. I would be like, you know what? I wanna just listen to music in my car right now and I'm just gonna focus on the music. And it allowed me to like actually just focus on one thing at a time. Yeah. And so I don't know what I would do without being on that medication, Mm -hmm. honestly. And like I said, anxiety is, I'm always gonna have it. Like I even asked my therapist, I thought I had ADHD because I feel like my mind wanders a lot and I'm very forgetful of things. And she was like, that's all symptoms of anxiety. So I just have a very highly anxious mind. And so a lot of that can be masked and, like, thought to be different things, but it all just comes back down to anxiety. Yeah. But I don't think I would be able to, like, conquer my day-to-day life without being on it. Mm -hmm. I really don't. Yeah. And what I've also learned about anxiety is, like, you, people, I know this is a weird concept, but people think, like, oh, I'm good at multitasking. Technically, your brain does not multitask Mm -hmm. you just switch between things so fast that it feels like you can do two things at the same time but like technically your brain cannot multitask Mm -hmm. i think i learned that i know i learned that in one of my psychology classes so i think distraction is one of the best coping mechanisms that you can have for anxiety it's you definitely have to find what distraction works for you because like some like when i sometimes i can't read to distract it because I'm too anxious and I'm like I can't sit still right now
1: or like you can't even like focus and so you're like rereading the page right. over and over and so over it's again. like
0: you have to like kind of figure out what works for you because some days one thing might work and the other day it might not work but if you can like get yourself to do a task your brain isn't going to be 100% on the anxiety because you're like it's switching back and forth because you're technically like multitasking between what you're doing and whatever is making you anxious Mm -hmm. so if you find something that you can stand doing then do it like you're you're still going to feel anxious because it's still in the back of your mind and you switch so fast that it doesn't like completely go away but I think distraction is like the best coping mechanism because like it actually is what will turn your brain onto something else Mm -hmm. compared to anything else I mean breathing helps too I've never tried meditation Mm -hmm. um but I know like breathing helps for me when I get shaky Mm -hmm. or sometimes I get a little panicky I know breathing helps I also feel like letting yourself feel helps Like, if you feel... Like, to me, sometimes I'm like, you know what? Panic attacks are really scary. But sometimes I'm like, you know what? I just got to let this happen and I have to ride it out because I know once I let all of this out, I'll feel better. Like, Mm -hmm. I need to cry. I need to hyperventilate a little bit. I need to just, like, get all these physical feelings out Mm -hmm. and gone. So even though feeling that way can be really scary, I think sometimes you have to let yourself feel and just push past it. So, like, I when I'm anxious and I want to cry, I'm like, I'm just going to cry yeah. because I just need to get it out. I mean, there was a moment of time where I would, I would sit on that couch right there every single day and just cry on it. Yeah. And I would go to this exact same spot to cry because I was like, I'm going to associate this with letting my emotions out mm-hmm. and like giving myself this space to do it. And then afterwards I can kind of like go about my day a little bit better. Yeah. So that's kind of what I have worked on the past couple of years. And now mm-hmm. since I've been on medication, I feel like I've definitely, like no, like I know my anxiety now and I know what triggers me. Like I tell Skyla, I'm like, I'm not gonna drink coffee today because mm-hmm. I can just tell that today if I drink any sort of coffee, I'm gonna start getting really anxious for no reason, just cause it's like, you know, caffeine makes me anxious, so I was, like, so I just, I know certain things that are gonna trigger me, I'm, like, I'm not gonna do this today, because I just, I have a, I can kind of feel that I'm on the brink of feeling really anxious, so I'm gonna, like, try to be calm today, and whether that's, like, also avoiding going to a certain place that makes you anxious, Uh you know, being, like, you know what, I'm just not gonna, like, go to the grocery store today, or I'm not gonna, whatever, whatever, yeah, so just kind of, like, learning your body, learning, like, how to de-escalate those situations, Mm mm-hmm, But it takes time and it's really hard.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you feel better. Mm -hmm. I do feel like I, even just knowing you from like before Rose. Oh, sorry. I said her name. I feel like even knowing you before going to therapy and then now being with you, like after you've been going to therapy for a while, I do feel like. You just seem more, like, chilled out. Mm -hmm. Like, before therapy and all of that, you were just, like, so anxious all the Mm -hmm. time. But now it's, like, you are still anxious because that's just part of you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But you handle it better. I agree. It's a healthy...
0: I agree. It had gotten to a point where, like... It was unhealthy. It was Mm -hmm. so unhealthy and, like, everyone... Saw it because I was like frantic. I would like, uh uh-huh. I I don't know how to explain it, but you could
1: just physically see it like going through my veins. Yeah, I felt like being around you, and you were like that, made me anxious because mm-hmm. you just exuded like yeah, so much anxiety. But now you're calm. Well, and, and it's also like I said, like distance distancing
0: yourself from triggers. Yeah. So like. I like to say like oh my phone you know which it did help me because I like didn't want to like have to be constantly checking it but Uh the relationship that I was in caused me to go into that anxiety spiral because he was just very abusive and Mm -hmm. that's what made me like go into a hole Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and once I started going to therapy and like figuring out what helped me it helped a lot because I think I started to learn how to cope with him mm-hmm. and I learned how to cope with the relationship but it wasn't until I found a balance of everything I was no longer in the relationship and like not no communication because there was a point where like we weren't dating anymore but we were still in communication so like that was like still anxiety not as bad as when I was with him but that was still a source of anxiety so once it went no contact and I was consistent on my medication. I used to forget it all the time. And then it would, like, kind of... I would, It would, like, peak a little bit. And so I, like, had to be consistent. So I distanced myself from the triggers. No longer spoke to him. Got really consistent with my medication. I started working out more. Mm-hmm. Go Like, Skyla has been taking me to yoga, mm-hmm. which helps a lot. I think, like I said, finding... What works for you and staying consistent with it, even when it's hard, like discipline is really important Mm -hmm. because you'll be glad that you did it and you'll be glad that you put through the discipline at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I was like a shell of a person, yeah.
1: It's like a totally different (laughs) Mackenzie. I know, I know, Mm it makes me sad, yeah. I just
0: want to like hug myself from a year ago and just be like. You should not feel... Like, this is not normal.
1: Yeah, but now you can look back and it was a learning experience and... It did... Te- I've learned a lot. You've learned a lot mm-hmm. from it. So, it's like, everything happens for a reason. I have learned mm-hmm. so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But... It's life. Yeah. hmm I feel like... My anxiety is, like, hard to... Like pinpoint Mm -hmm. like I don't know I just feel like I don't even know like how to like you can tell I'm like when I'm anxious Mm -hmm. but I feel like it's like I'm more anxious about I don't even know like something bad happening Mm -hmm. I'm like very I don't even know if it's like it's a combination between anxiety and like an OCD Mm -hmm. where it's like I'm always anxious that like just like something is going to happen it's not like where you were explaining like the anticipation kind of thing it's not really like that it's more like I don't even know just every single day I have to check that all the all these certain doors are shut
0: Mm, you do that
1: like four times Mm -hmm. before we leave and I have to touch every single one I can't just like look at it and walk away like I have to touch it and if I don't do that I have to turn around and I have to like go back inside and I have to do it because I'm just I get anxious if I don't like oh my god something's gonna happen so it's like definitely a mix between like an OCD thing and an anxiety thing or like another example is like the locking the door like I know a lot of people are anxious about like make sure the doors are locked but I like if I'm by myself and I'm locking the door I will record myself on my phone a video of me locking the door. So that way, because I know, 10 minutes later when I'm driving, i would be like, oh, did I lock the door? And I can go in there and I can watch myself do it. Mm-hmm. So I like have to do Or like if I'm with people, I, what do say? The door is locked. And every we, time we leave, she always says, Mackenzie, the door is locked. And I have to have the other person like repeat it to me. Like it's locked. Mm-hmm. Like Mackenzie would be like, it's locked. Or Blake's like, locked. So it's just like that kind of thing where then 10 minutes later, I'm like, oh my God, did I lock the door? And... Mackenzie or Blake or whoever will look at me be like yeah like we talked about it just like today like I strained my hair I had to take a picture of the plug like just the day you were over and I had strained my hair and I was like Mackenzie I need you to come in the bathroom and I need you Mm -hmm. to look that just like stuff like that that you have to see
0: all three cats before you leave I
1: have to see all three cats before I can leave the apartment and Blake's always like you know they're in here and it's like yeah but I just I have to like Mm -hmm. have my eyes on them it's just stuff like that, like I'm always just so anxious that like something's gonna happen. I don't know like what that is mm-hmm. but I'm just anxious about it. I'm trying to think of like other examples. I don't know, just just weird like O C D things mm-hmm. that I like have to do or else the world's gonna explode. I don't know. <laughs> I also feel like I have a lot of health anxiety, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is, like, a huge thing for me. Like, I get anxious if, like, I am not working out. I'll get anxious. Or um, eating, I get anxious because I'm like, is this going to make me sick? Or... (sighs) Like, I'll I'll feel a certain thing and I just, like, have to Google it because I just am, like, so anxious mm-hmm. about, like, what is going on. I don't know. I have, like, weird anxiety where I just feel, like, it's just, like, it's not, like, um, a certain thing. Like, you, it was, like, I feel like it's very, like, you're worried about.
0: I have sources. Yeah. I definitely have sources for my anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like, I I could definitely tell you all the reasons. Like, I had social anxiety really bad growing oh, right. up. And then I kind of grew out of that when I got in college. And then I had generalized anxiety. And yeah. then I had, like, my
1: relationship, relationship anxiety. Yeah. stuff. Yeah. So. For me, I just feel like I've always been a worrier. Like, I've mm-hmm. always just been, like, worried about things. Um, and, like, the health anxiety is a big one. And then, I don't know, like, when you were saying that you would be worried about, like, being the center of attention, I feel like I'm the opposite. Like, I... Not like I want to do attention, but it doesn't bother me. And I get anxious, like, if things aren't exactly how I want them to be. Mm-hmm. Like, perfect. Like, I am... That's, like, another, like, OCD kind of thing where it's, like, I will worry myself so much to the point where it just makes me so anxious. And then nothing ever lives up to, like...
0: Your expectations. The
1: expectations that I get anxious that it's not... But then I'm like, okay, well, I'm spending my time worrying about it. So then, obviously, it's not gonna be exactly how I want it to be. So I don't know. It's like hard to.
0: Well, anxiety, I feel it. like, is one of the most common, yeah, things that people can experience, and
1: it's different for everybody. And yeah,
0: I don't think you can necessarily categorize it because, I mean, there's been days where I'll wake up mm-hmm. and I have nothing to do. Nothing coming up. Like, there's literally Mm -hmm. no reason, and I'll just be anxious. And I'm like, why?
1: Yeah. Why am I feeling this way?
0: So it's just Mm -hmm. sometimes you can pinpoint it. Yeah. And then sometimes you can't. And that's just, I feel like everybody, anxiety is so normal.
1: Mm -hmm. My anxiety is not normal. Mine is abnormal, I think. Mm -hmm. But I feel like mine's abnormal in the way where it's like the OCD kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, you guys do not understand. Like, I. I have to, like, before I leave the house, I have, like, this crazy regimen. She does. That I have to do before I leave the house. And, like, oh, like, leaving the house gives me anxiety just because it's, like, what if I forgot to do something or all these things. Um, And, like, I tried medication. I was on Lexapro. I didn't like that one. And then I was on Buspirone, and I didn't like that one either. Like, they were fine. But I just felt like it wasn't like, like I liked them and like, it wasn't enough of a difference to be like, oh my God, right. I like need my medication. It was just like a, okay, like maybe I feel a little bit better, but it wasn't maybe like the right combination or anything. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like a lot of the things that helped me is like one, like taking pictures or videos about things that I'm worried about is, like, huge. Because I used to not do that. And then I'd have to, like, go home all the time and double check. Or I'd have to, like, call my mom and be like, Mom, can you please go look and see if I did this? Or whatever. So now, like, I have the photos to, like, back myself. But when I'm feeling anxious, the main thing I do is I clean. Mm. That's, like, my thing. Like, I feel like... If my mind is feeling cluttered and, like, anxious, if I clean, it's like I'm, like, cleaning my mind. Mm. <laughs>
0: I don't know. No, that, a lot, like, our therapist does that. Yeah. Because she, she has anxiety, too. So mm-hmm. she'll tell me that she'll put in, like, a podcast. Mm-hmm. And
1: then she'll just clean. mm mm-hmm. And that's,
0: like, her way of kind of
1: yeah calming herself. I, yeah, I do it in silence, and I just, I clean. And, like sometimes Blake will be like, oh, I'll help you. Like, just wait to do that until I get home. Like, let me help you. And it's like, no, like I have to do this on my own. Like, I'm not trying to guilt you into anything. Like he'll be like, it'll be Saturday. And I'm like, I just like need to clean this so badly. he's like, oh, let me help. I'm like, no, sit down. Don't do anything. Don't talk to me. Just like, (laughs) let me do it because I have to do it. And if I do it, it makes me feel better. So." like cleaning is a big one or just
0: i wish i could do that i feel like my life gets cluttered i like don't want to deal with it when i'm feeling Mm -hmm. extra anxious Mm
1: -hmm. well and that's why i like the place is always so clean Mm -hmm. it is because i am constantly just like wiping the counter five times Mm -hmm. every time i walk past i'm like "Mm -hmm." you know whatever Mm -hmm. but yeah it's like an ocd anxiety mixture that just makes me feel like a crazy person sometimes. I'm like, oh my god. Like, I'm sure I look crazy to some people when I like do all these things. But, yeah. I don't really have anything else that I really do that helps. I think it all just comes back to distracting yourself and finding ways to Mm -hmm. redirect
0: your thoughts to something that Mm -hmm. you're not going to dwell on or worry about as much. Mm -hmm. I think... Honestly, there could be like 5,000 other coping mechanisms that are backed by psychologists, but Mm -hmm. I really truly think like finding a way to have your brain focused on something else Mm -hmm. is the best thing you can do.
1: Yeah. And like once
0: you find what works for you, the more you practice it, the easier it gets. The easier Mm -hmm. it gets to redirect your thoughts. Like I used to think, not be able to redirect my thoughts at all like I would wallow in everything that ran through my head and Mm -hmm. I would just live with it and it that's it made me sick like that's what made me go in a hole is because I just could not turn off my thoughts yeah and then I think over time as I like pushed myself to redirect and think of something else now if I start like say so if I am like in the car and I start to think about my previous relationship and I think about something really traumatic that happened I can like I'll stop myself mid-thought and be like what are you doing Mm -hmm. why are you thinking about this and then I'll just be like nope I can I'm not going to think about this right now there's no reason for me to be like triggering myself there's no reason for me to think about a triggering event and then I'll either like change the song or podcasts help me a lot I like to listen to like crime podcasts when I get anxious because you have to pay attention I feel like in order to follow along Mm -hmm. and also it makes me feel better about my situation because I'm like wow I I'm not murdered I'm not missing I'm not kidnapped Mm -hmm. so I like to find kind of I or listen to scary scary story podcasts stuff like that where, like, it, like, really shifts my mind. But the more that I've done it and the more I've gotten used to it, I now check myself and I'm like, oop, you're thinking about something bad. Yeah. You're thinking about something that you know you should not be thinking about and we're we're going to redirect it. Whether that's thinking about, like, oh, I'm driving to my friend's house, let's think about that. Or let me change a song to a song that, like, I'll sing along to. So I'll, I'll think about that, not just, like, a silly song that's on, you know, the playlist. So things like that. Mm -hmm. It takes time, but if you repeat – if you find little things and you do it repetitively, even though in the moment it feels like, oh, this is never going to work, this is never going to change, like, trust me, just keep doing it Mm -hmm. because it really – it does help. It takes a long time, but it does work. Yeah.